I am so happy that you came by. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, this is Stephanie Rothstein. Am I pronouncing it right? You are. You very much are. I just realized we didn't talk about your, you know, how to pronounce names. And that's, I've done so many, you know, where I've taken names and messed them up. (laughs) No, you are, you are right on. And um, when I, a little history on my name, when I married my husband, Neil Rothstein, his father, when he was alive, he gave me a whole history lesson on the name because we're related to Arnold Rothstein, who uh, was the character Wolfsheim. Um, so, uh, oh, how funny. yes, yes. So all of that, I got the whole history lesson, like three dates in, uh, on this family. So Rothstein, oh, is the they name. must've said, Hey, she's a keeper. <laughs> Let's tell her the history. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, I, the thing that I love Stephanie is that, um, we kept getting connected over and over again, but we never really, connected and, and started talking about doing some things together until recently. But um, I live in Oakland, California, and you live... I'm in San Jose. We're like just a rock throw away. I mean, was it 40 minutes away or something? So close. It's just crazy. So this has been, you know, something that we have to talk because yes. we're, we're going to be doing a lot more together. In fact, we have some things scheduled and we'll talk about those. But I, um, what I love are, are every time we start talking about the connections or about some opportunities, another one pops up. <laughs> it's so true. I just, I can't believe it. It's really one of those pieces that it feels kind of like kismet. Like we just, every time something happens, I'm like, oh, here, here she is again. We're crossing paths again. And I don't know why or how it took as long as it did, but I'm so happy that we have connected and met. And now I feel like, where has she been all my life? Like I just, I needed to oh, know Barbara. Oh my oh, gosh, Stephanie. Yeah. That's how I felt about you because, um, oh God, you know, it, it's really weird. I, some people say, you just love everybody. I said, not everybody, <laughs> not everybody. But when you meet somebody who you can connect with and it opens up doors for both of us, it, it's just been wonderful. And, um, okay. So let's talk first about this one that opened, opened up a door. I, I do crazy things like Zoom dance parties, and you joined me once. Tell what happened. Tell what happened there. Oh, you do crazy things. I never would have said that, Barbara. But yes, you. <laughs> um, she, you put out there on Twitter that you were going to be doing a Zoom dance party, and what was so funny is I was in. You know, I was feeling pretty good. New kind of newer to the Twitter world in the last few years, and had started to grow my own connections there. But I started to realize. I looked around and I said, everyone that I know is in the same circles. Like we knew each other from Google Innovator and other projects. And I just said, you know, I need to step outside so I can learn from others and really get to know some other people. Um, And this woman who's an amazing author and podcaster and does all these great things, she's putting out there this dance party. And I remember messaging my friend, Bonnie, and I said, should I join it? I don't know anybody. And you know, and she just said, just go, I'm sure it'll be great. And I popped in and you made me feel so welcome. And so did everybody else in that space. And I didn't know a soul. And, um, and I just felt 
so connected right away with people who were dancing together and laughing together and learning together. Um, and I think it led to the ability for me when we, you moved us into breakout rooms and it led to more authentic connections later on Mm -hmm. because I felt so comfortable being there. So I just wanted to say thank you because you really helped me feel right at home right away. Well, that's kind of what I like doing. I find that I am a connector. I, um, that started a long time ago. I, I think it was in 93. I was at a, at the Q conference, you know, that's in California. I do. And I've been part of, part of that a long time. And, um, I was in the middle of an intersection and a librarian walked up and said, hi, Barbara. And I went, oh, it's been so good to see you. And then another librarian walked up and I go, do you two know each other? And I said, no. Well, you got to get to know each other. You're both doing, you know, they have the same role. And another librarian walked up and I go, hey, do you guys know any each other? No. And so I go, you can't, what is wrong? You have to talk to each other. And pretty soon I'm, t- I'm pulling all these <laughs> librarians <laughs> together. And I they're love going, it. You know, and that's kind of me. I've always been doing that. But, um, but every time I do a connection, or I get connected, it, it opens so many new doors. It's just amazing. So what you did is you got in a room with some amazing people, but there's one that you ended up taking it a step further. (laughs) I feel so lucky to have been in that space with Tracy. So Tracy Browder, she is, I I mean, I don't even know how to give her an introduction. She just is an amazing, amazing person, Mm -hmm. educator, author, and just being in that space, my goodness, she was so kind. And right away when she heard about what I was, we went over what we were doing in our own educational journeys and paths. And right away she said, oh, you, you chair a design thinking pathway. Can you tell me more? And I said, I want to know what you're doing. And she said, no, no, wait. I need to hear more about this. And she mm-hmm. like forced me to share and speak, um, even though her story is something that I feel quite lucky and privileged to even have heard and listened to. So the fact that she was just so caring and really mm-hmm. wanting me to open up, um, it just, it led us to talking about projects that we were both doing. She teaches kindergarten and I teach high school. So here we are teaching like the widest variety of age groups. We're in different regions. She's in Texas and I'm here in California, but we were talking about really wanting our students to learn deeply and authentically and that we both were looking at doing that through, I had always done a service learning unit that was the majority of my second semester, but I wanted to weave in the SDGs. And then mm-hmm. knowing that you had background with uh, the sustainable development goals and then um, and then she wanted to do that. And then all of a sudden she went, what if we brought our two classes together? What if we did something <laughs> with it between our students? And she said, we need to make this. What if they're doing authentic learning? And so are we. And we both kind of had this light bulb moment. And right away she said, let's get Barbara in this chat. Okay. So on yeah. that note, the breakout room was, I think, 10, five minutes or something. <laughs> and then I get an, uh, an email or I can't even remember a tweet. I can't even remember what you guys did. But you said, can you join a Google Meet right now? And I come in and you two are like, you've been known each other forever. And you're so excited that your project has just grown so big, so big. And I don't take, I really don't take the credit because you did it. 
I gave you five minutes together. That was all I did. (laughs) But, you know, you were the right kind of uh, glue connector, but also I would say like a sideline coach, cheerleader, mentor, supporter, because you, you would do things, maybe you don't even realize, I mean, I think you do because you're an expert in this, but you would, you would message me on my own and then just say, I think this is going to be wonderful. I am so happy that you two have talked and I'm sure you had similar conversations with Tracy. And I just think those things help to prompt more joyous, fulfilling connections where you're fueled in, you know, you want to keep going and, um, and knowing that you were there supporting it, I think helped promote this moving forward. Well, what is so wonderful now? And I'm just going to, well, cause we have a few other things you said, Oh, well, let's talk about this and this and this, but I do want to say it's turned into something amazing. Amazing. Um, maybe explain just a little bit about what your teachers did and your, you had an intern help you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and also um, what Tracy did, because her kids did. It was amazing. Oh my gosh, her students, unbelievable. So as I mentioned, my students are in high school and uh, this year I had a yeah student teacher. I mean, basically an, she was even more than an intern. They call um, an she she essentially started to take over as I was pulled out of the classroom to help with things related to returning to school. And she was amazing in her own right and is going on to her first full year of teaching on her own for next year. So together, we supported our students in doing our service learning unit. They each picked a sustainable development goal, and then they figured out during this time when we aren't together in person, although we started to get, we ended the year together, Um, how could they actually give back and do something and do something that connected to our local community, but also could connect on a global scale and could make an impact. And many of the students ended up um, trying to figure out what they could do around a topic, whether it be something related to the environment or water or food insecurity, whatever it might be, um, where they could work on it, even though they couldn't physically go somewhere. So many of them were focused on many created websites or videos or things that had to do with understanding, or they created fundraising campaigns or digital pieces that went out. Um, And they really tried to think, what could they do? And then Tracy's students, oh my goodness. I mean, they were dealing with- um, Kindergartners. Say it yes, again. Kin- oh, yes. <laughs> kindergartners who, oh, my goodness, when I got to meet them, what a joy. Those, so so they they were working a lot around water was their was their big focus. And what ended up happening in their region was um, they. Oh, my goodness. They had been dealt a pretty heavy hand when it came to weather and um, they lost power during the year. They lost. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how to be like. Well, because of the freeze, yes, outside yes. Houston, that area, they, they, yeah, they were. It was a mess. It was a big mess. And she, mm-hmm. but the the kind of teacher that Tracy is, she used that as an opportunity to have real deep conversations with her students to say what we have dealt with that has been so challenging. Some people deal with every single day and their access to to water and their access to clean water and their access um, to many more things beyond that. And so as a class, they decided to to research and look at that and they wanted to bring awareness around that 
that then connected them. They ended up doing a big walk and a campaign to showcase. They got featured in the news, all these pieces. Um, And throughout that time, we were recording Flipgrids back and forth between our classes to hear about one another's projects and ideas. And then we got together recently. Um, We had our classes get together and we shared it. Um, And that was before their walk. And so then we recorded videos to cheer them on on their walk that they did. And Tracy told me that our students showing them the websites that they made helped inspire them as a class to make a website um, to promote what they have done and to help teach other people. So she said they were learning from what my students had done and so were my students. It was just beautiful. I it believe beautiful. it. Well, Tracy's an amazing person, by the way. And um, <laughs> she, but she made sure that her students and families had a voice in the design yes. of the website. So, um, I, I just think what a collaboration, what, a, what it, it's just amazing. And I think they'll always, always remember this. And, you know, that whole idea of what you did was that idea of building global collaborations kind mm. of thing. It's like you're building these teams, but they're also coming from their heart because they want to give back. In fact, it was the kids Tracy's kids said, no, we don't want to have people donate money. We just want to make them aware. Now, how many kindergartners are like that? I was blown away. (laughs) I was blown away when they shared. They um, and shared in our small group about even their own process of developing, getting to that, that thinking, um, and that outcome where they talked about how they really honed in on their true problem of practice. I mean, they, they are like future thinkers. These, these kids were brilliant. And I was so in awe of just hearing them and hearing them support each other and talk about how, when they got into their small groups and their teams, well, I thought this was the biggest problem. And somebody else said, and I at first thought it was this. And then when we researched some more and I was thinking, my goodness, these are kindergartners and they were blowing me away. So it was such a joy. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that you got, I really didn't do very much, but you kept bringing me in. Would you like to be here when we meet each other? And I'm saying, really? And then they're going, oh, great. It's Mrs. Brown. Yay. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, I am so fortunate that you're willing to bring me in to just observe the process and, and the excitement that, that everyone showed. Even, you know, when your, your students were sharing, oh my, they were so, um, insightful and, and the passion came through. Well, Barbara, I would just like to say you've been included because you are a part of it. And I know, (laughs) I know like, while we had the students in the classes, I would say that your work, your lifelong work has been all about this. So, um, so we're pretty fortunate, I think, to have been connected through you. So I wouldn't sell yourself short on on that one. I know you say you had a small role, but I really don't think that it would have happened unless um, some of the other kinds of work in your background and SDGs, I think helped inspire a great deal as well. So I just want to say thank you for that. Well, I am so glad. And one of the things you have, um, something you started, it's called, Can We Talk EDU? Did you start that 
way long ago or how did it hasn't been that long yeah I'm happy to talk about that it's like no pun intended oh my goodness (laughs) look what's staring at me in the face you won't see it because you're only hearing it but one of my students that was in that discussion made me a bookmark and it's got my uh, she drew it for me and it has can we talk so I can send you hold on just a second okay all right we will take a picture of that <laughs> because we make a blog post that goes with it. Oh, fun. So That'd why don't we great. just take a screen capture sure. and I'll do it real quick and just grab you and and we'll put it in. How's that? So okay. one of the things that happens is um, I found that a podcast is great, but sometimes we mention resources mm-hmm. and links and no, we don't have Tracy here, you know, so maybe yes. some pictures of Tracy and some other things and maybe some of the things, if we put those in, it just expands on what we're talking about. So I, I do that for my podcast. I do that for the reflections and it just makes it richer, you know? I love it. I love that. So can we talk EDU essentially came out of Uh, work that I had done in my classroom for the last 18 years. Um, And when I was at, I was a student at UC Berkeley, and this is now well over 20 years ago. And when I was there, um, I was working for the university um, the whole time that I had been there. I worked for the, the student services, essentially, and we helped run the student orientation program. So I would do that as my summer job. And then in the in the school year, like it helped get me housing and I love to meet people. Then I worked in the dorms. So, um, so I was helping run the student orientation and I had a wonderful boss at the time. And he said, before you get into this job, I'm going to need you to take uh, Myers-Briggs personality assessment um, because there were there were four of us on this team and so I was overseeing freshman orientation there were there were four people and he said so I took that um, and then the results is what br- prompted the conversation I uh, I was almost a hundred percent F on the feeler and he said okay we we need to like have a have a real talk because this is going to be a job where you're going to get consistent feedback from people and you're going to be getting critiqued um, and, and you're going to need to learn how to take that. And he said, it doesn't mean that you can't be a feeler in life, but in your job, I'm going to need you to learn how to channel it um, and understand like what it will mean when you're working with people and when there is feedback. And something about that conversation totally shifted me. So I started to bring in personality assessments at the start. Once I became a teacher, it was at the start of every school year and we would do them together. We would talk about learning styles. And then uh, a few years in, I was introduced to the colors personality assessment for by Ketterman mm-hmm. and how that one had kind of grown out of my Myers-Briggs, but uh, was a little bit more, in my opinion, uh, accessible to students um, and and accessible to a variety of age groups. So I started using that a lot and then I started applying it in my classroom. And so the four colors are um, gold, green, blue, orange. And one of the things that I found when using these, really any of these learning styles or personality assessments is I often would find on all of the sites or insight about them or trainings that there was an area called the way that others see you. 
And oftentimes there were some negative connotations around your, your personality type underneath that. Like, just so you know, this is how the world views you. And there was something <laughs> about that that really bothered me. It bothered and, me. It, and I did it. So, so what I decided was I want to approach this differently. And instead of approaching it with something that you do bothers other people, I wanted to approach it with, there are lots of things that we can learn from the things that are amazing about others. So let's approach it with that lens. Like, what do I have to contribute that is great? What do others have? And how can we each grow that can help benefit us and the groups that we are in? And so it really was about how do we help groups work together? Because what I often find, and the purpose of Can We Talk EDU is about teaching the process of collaboration that we often say we need to collaborate, but we don't ever show students or staff or people how to do it. And so that's really what I've been doing is that through the understanding of that, I do monthly growth challenges that that prompt you with a prompt of like things that you could do throughout the month that could help you in areas that might be areas of growth based on your color. Um, and then I would have students work on those or they, they would say what they would want to work on and then they would journal about it and reflect and we would talk about it. Um, and so it really is about how to help support growing and growing as an agent of your own learning. And then that's going to help you in all the other learning categories is really what I say to parents or to staff members. Um, but that it really is rooted in how do we actually talk to one another? How do we listen authentically? How do we really hear each other so that we can really learn from one another? And then how do we grow um, based on our own goals and learning from other people? Wow. I actually wrote a book because it sounds a little like that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny how I'm listening to you and some of the things about learning styles bothered me. Um, and I've done Myers-Briggs and then we did a whole thing in um, yes. the personalized learning books on um, universal design for learning and, and looking at, you know, the variabilities and strengths and challenges, but how can you take your strengths stronger? And I looked at strength finders with Tom. Rath, yes. All of the work. You just pulled it all together. <laughs> I love all like you don't you don't, what you don't know is like my bookshelf all of it like I've done I've done them all like I've done yeah. them all because I wanted to honestly know what was out there and then it really yeah. was for me thinking okay how do I though if I'm working with freshmen in high school how do I make it something usable and accessible mm -hmm. and also something where you don't just say oh well, I do that because that's that's my that's my personality right like like that something can be used as a quote excuse for a behavior mm -hmm. as opposed to really deeply understanding, okay, all right. So I work in this way, or my first reaction is this, how might that be received or why might people like mm -hmm. hear it in this way? And might I need to think about the way that they're hearing it before I say something or what they've been going, what's going on in their lives before, you know, all these pieces. So I just, um, it's helped me a lot. I brought in, I had brought in the pathway that I had chaired. We would bring in counselors and they would help with peer mediation strategies. So all of that kind of influenced my ability to go, gosh, we really need some help with how to get people to understand what it means to be in a space and talk to one another. Well, mm -hmm. listening is really important. And a lot of times we listen. I, and I've, the reason I started the podcast is so I could learn how to listen better. Mm -hmm. And there were things that people said and did with me that I'd go, wow, I need to do that. 
Tom Murray once said, you know, Barbara, that is really great that you said that. And I go, he kept saying my name. Mm. Why don't I say my name? The person's name. I, mm. Stephanie, I should be saying your name more. You see what I mean? The other, because it what it does to the other person is they go, oh, she's talking to me. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. The other is a lot on actively listening. I've been part of different groups like narrative for doing story exchanges and some other things like that. And six seconds learning about emotional intelligence and that listening piece is we didn't learn it. <laughs> Many of us are listening with the idea of what I'm going to say next. You're not your, or your, your brain has got a lot of, you know, chatter in it. So you're, you're not listening and putting your full attention in it. So when I wanted to do these reflections, because I've done podcasts where pe you know people tell their stories, but when I want to do the reflections, we probably won't talk about the other things that are on what we said we were going to talk about. Because what's really cool is you're going in a whole different direction that I never knew you were going to say because I listened. Does that? It makes it a more authentic conversation, yes. and. Um, I still need a lot of work <laughs> because I'm still doing this. I wonder what I'm going to say next <laughs> in my head. <laughs> but I, but I'm, I'm thinking that if we could teach this at a very young age or help even families mm -hmm. when we're doing, you know, family conferences, a lot of times the families are thinking it's my child and I'm worried about them and da, 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 and they're not listening and the child doesn't get a chance to talk. So if we can look at the dynamics of certain events that we are put in, how can we make it so everybody feels that they are, they have a voice and they're authentically heard? Does that? I love that. <clears throat> and I, the family conferences made a little light bulb go off for me because, um, Back before before the pandemic, when we could have uh, you know, a back to school night or have parents coming in, that is a piece. That's really what I do my entire back to school night on. About um, is I have students. They record themselves talking about um, their their color or colors that they most identify with, how they found that that has connected with them in the projects that they've been doing at the start of this year. And then I have the parents before they watch that, I have them guess, like I give them a little bit of an overview of them and guess which, like, do you think your child aligns in one of these? And I have them think about where do they align? And then how, as a family, does that prompt or support or perhaps get in the way of particular kinds of conversations that you can have. So um, I've had a lot of parents provide me some feedback around that and just saying, oh my goodness, that at least like it opened the door. It helped me to be able to say, yeah. to, to realize, you know, what my, what my child might need. It's helped me with my own three kids too, just in uh, opening in that door. Speaking of which, one is knocking on the door. I was going right to say, I hear a knock. <laughs> I, I never lock the door, but when I locked it, saying, of course, like mommy needs, you know, half an hour. <laughs> so I don't know. I might need to open that at some point. Okay. Um, um, sorry, Barbara. No, 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 no. <laughs> Actually, well, you know what? This is just the beginning of some more conversations. I think and so. then we'll, we'll bring in some of the person knocking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> you want me to go grab her? You sure. know who it's going to be. Yes, okay, I do. Hold on yes. <laughs> I don't know what that is. We'll have to look at that later. Why do you think that's there? I think that goes with something for running. Here, hold on. You won't be able to hear Barbara because she's on these headphones. So you want to say hi? Hi. Hi, Eliza. How are you? Good. <laughs> yeah, I had so much fun with you last time. Me too. <laughs> I took a picture and forgot to send it to you. So I'll send it to your mom, okay? Okay. Yeah. Do you like having the headphones on? <laughs> I promise I'll let you wear them a little bit later once mommy's all done. Does that sound okay? Okay. All right. I love you, boo-boo. Could you, could you call her for me to wear the headphones? Yes, yeah, so I'll call her so you can wear the headphones later. I promise. What is this for? Okay. <clears throat> so, summer this is what we call summer stuff so i'm camp mommy you know and during that. summertime so and yeah that. yes yes um applause. okay one second eliza all right mommy will be out and i'll play with you in just a minute if you want to grab something you can go Mama, you remember last night I That's wanted okay. to play a game with you tomorrow? Yeah, we'll play as soon as I'm done talking to Barbara. Does that sound okay? You want? Why don't you go pick one out and wait for me outside, and then I'll come play with you once I'm all done. Okay, just close my door, please. Thank you. So being a, um, you know, we, we're going to have interruptions when we're talking on our porch or inside our room or inside our house especially during times during the pandemic that has been really tough but I I love I, I got to meet your daughter and <laughs> her name is Eliza Eliza and she, yes. and she gave me a whole background of her name and everything and it's all about the kids anyway it is. It is. And I'm surprised we only got interrupted by one. I have three. So we were lucky. You only, you only had one come in, uh, Barbara. Uh, oh, I always no, no, say no. in our house, in our house, it, we always say it's always one. Like, you know, there's going to be something. So I, I think, I think in many ways that's informed much of who I am, uh, you know, as an educator too. Mm -hmm. And I, and I found that as soon as I became a parent, it, in many ways, it shifted the way that I even interacted with, with parents in my classroom and just thinking about everything that people are dealing with both in and outside of school. And I, I just think it, it widened my own perspective and lens in a way that I didn't, I thought maybe I understood, but I never really did until I was a mom myself and then, um, or not necessarily in the same way. And so it's helped me in many ways, I think, to connect and relate when we talk about authenticity and when parents are coming to me in the second that they're like, Oh, you're also like, you're also a mom of three. I'm like, yes, I know we have to be everywhere all the time. And like, there's something about that. It like de-escalates many conversations. Mm -hmm. It helps us actually just be able to sit and talk to one another. So I've had more families and more students just say like, especially during the course of this school year, as my own children would come in, they actually mm -hmm. like loved getting to see that little bit of insight about yeah. who you are and your family. And yeah, it's, it's, it just means a lot. I, being a mom and a grandma. <laughs> um, Congratulations. Yeah, well, I didn't get to see him very much. So, but the the thing is, is that um, you realize as a parent, 
you start appreciating the teachers more too, especially during this pandemic when all of a sudden you're a teacher <laughs> and mm-hmm. teacher parents really, I mean, I love that you're opening the door so they can really have those conversations with you and be able to say, you know, I'm hurting or I'm in trouble or I don't know what to do because I don't know how this next year is going to be. We've went through this, I mean, worldwide pandemic, really. Mm -hmm. And um, it did bring, I did see something really interesting. And one of the things I found is there have been some moments where people have been, you know, like rough with you, but I've had a lot of people being very kind because um, I remember even going to the store and someone, I was looking for something and someone came over and said, do you need any help? And like Mm. out of the blue and people were kind of like that. Now there's been road rage and other things going on at the same time, but I think it's made us more aware of our our humanity and that um, we have to be there for each other and doing those collaborative projects understanding that as a parent, you know, that child is going, your children are going to be in someone else's class and you hope that they open the door so they can do the listening and sharing together. And then to connect with someone from another school, state, or even country, all these things are, are just, I think we're going to be doing more of that. Gosh, I hope so. Because I really do think that it it has, I feel really grateful that I have had that opportunity and I hope that they just continue and continue. I know that it serves me in order and it helps me grow and it helps me to then support other people and widen my perspective. And I, I know I'm better for it and I look forward to, because there's never, there's never enough learning. So I look forward to continuing to do that and learning from other people. Well, I have to have you come back and do a podcast with you so we can share all the things you do when, I mean, I've, Stephanie, I had, I mean, just getting to know you, I'm blown away by all the things you write, by all the things you do, the coaching, the mentoring and your new directions and everything you're doing. I just want, this has just been a wonderful, like, just time just to talk about this and, and, and sharing the projects you did with Tracy and uh, both of your classes is, I think we just have to put links in and let people know about it because it's just remarkable. Well, I I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of yours. It was interesting because I really do feel like there were so many pieces to your work that, um, you know, I've always been someone like I I love reading about all things related to education and to leadership related within education. And I, you know, my, my pathway, I've meandered a little bit um, throughout the 20 years getting there, but without realizing it, there were so many things that you had a hand in as I was reading them. And then once <laughs> I read your book that I realized, oh my goodness, no wonder I like, I really like made my way to Barbara that she's had a hand in so many of the things that I loved. I just wasn't a person necessarily until now who like went down to look at and really understand authors of what I was looking at. And I think I'm becoming more aware that 
that that will help me because I can learn more about them and you and all the other work that you've done. So I just, uh, I'm just grateful to you. So I just wanted to say thank you so, so much. And, uh, and I'm glad I'm, I'm happy. I really do think like it has been, it's been a journey the last few years. Um, but I've learned that if I open myself up a little bit more, if I take, like I I had given a TEDx talk on taking leaps. And so if I take the leaps that I expect of my students, it's going to propel me forward. And I think that's what the last few years has been is me trying to model for my own students and staff, the things that I say that we want us all to do. So now that I'm actually doing it, it's really like it's, it's shifted and it's changed my trajectory. And I'm quite grateful. So oh, I, I, I'm just going to end it there because that was unbelievable. Oh, <laughs> taking thanks. leaps, taking leaps. <laughs> and we're going to take a leap and share this and then come back again because that you have so much to share. Thank you so much Aww. for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. I can't wait. I can't wait. And maybe one day we'll get to do it really in person, like on a real porch. I, I would drive to you in a heartbeat when they, oh, when we, it's can. open. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie. Bye for now and enjoy the day. <laughs>